Hi guys, welcome back to the Movie Fandom Podcast. My name is Sophia Maddox, and I just finished my Spider-Man rewatch. And we're going to be comparing all three live-action franchises today. I do want to note that we were going to include Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but I feel that you can't really compare those to the live-action franchises because that is an animated film, and the live-action franchises are set more in reality, and they're just more comparable. So we'll talk about Spider-Verse another day, but today we're going to be talking about the live-action Spider-Mans. So first we're going to go over each franchise as a whole. So first we have the original Sam Raimi trilogy starring Tobey Maguire. I think this uh, trilogy still holds up to this day. Uh, it has a lot of iconic scenes and lines, and it was a source of a lot of memes. But I think it's ultimately really fun to rewatch and have that nostalgic feeling that comes with it. The cinematography, I think, is absolutely amazing in this film, and the way the scenes are shot and the use of natural lighting is also really nice. And then we have the acting. Uh, I think Tobey Maguire did a really good job. And then we have the overall tone of the franchise, which I think matched the franchise a lot and the messages it was trying to convey. Then we have the Amazing Spider-Man duology. I think the main problem with this franchise, and I still love it, I love it to pieces, I love anything with Spider-Man to pieces, but I think the main problem with this franchise is that they didn't really focus on Peter Parker's character, and they should have shown the man behind the suit more than they actually did in those films. And I think it would have been better that we had uh, better developed, you know, relationship with the on-screen Peter from those movies. And then we have the two current Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. The third one is set to release on December 17th, and I, I by far prefer the Tom Holland version. I think it's just more realistic, and I'm gonna more, I'm gonna get more into that later, but I think the overall tone of this franchise is really lighthearted, and it's really, um, fun to take in, and it's just ultimately really hilarious and you get to really connect with the characters from these movies so now I'm going to go over those specific things from each sort of franchise that I wanted to compare this time around. So we have Peter Parker's character. Now in the Raimi trilogy I feel like Peter Parker's character is very adult and the struggles he goes through are ultimately really adult and they're not really kid focused specifically his money problems and his relationship issues with Mary Jane I think those are uh, subjects that happen more to adults uh, but in the other franchises they've tried to make it more high school-ish which is the signature age of Peter Parker so then in the Amazing Spider-Man duology the main the the character of Peter Parker doesn't have that much issues because they he wasn't really developed on screen which I think hurt the franchise but I think it is interesting to watch his character and I feel like they should have spent more time on him mourning Uncle Ben and then we have the two uh current movies that are part of the MCU and the ones that are part of the MCU I definitely think they are the best because they really show this uh, three-dimensional character of Peter Parker. He's got a personality and he's really relatable and it's just it, it just feels more like a high schooler and also Tom Holland is the right age to play uh, Spider-Man. I've always had that issue with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield how they they are adults and not that Tom Holland is an adult he's clearly an adult but he looks younger than Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. So I think that is important too, for some reason. <laughs> then we have 
the mentor of the character. So in the first two franchises, that's Uncle Ben. And then the MCU, that's Iron Man. Now, obviously, Iron Man is super cool. We love Iron Man. But he is cool because he's a superhero in his own right. But as a mentor for Peter, I actually really like the fact that he makes his suits and Spider-Man's villains in the MCU are influenced by Iron Man because it shows, uh, as a big fan of the MCU as well, it shows the consequences of the other heroes in the MCU and how other heroes who are a little, like, smaller have to deal with those issues. So I think that's really important to show. So I love Iron Man, but also Uncle Ben is a sign is the signature uh, person who motivates Peter to become Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibilities, one of the most iconic lines ever. And I think the reason for that is because Uncle Ben is really important to Spider-Man's character, but I feel like I do prefer Iron Man. It's just, like, it's just sort of visible when you look at the characters themselves. It, it, their relation, his relationship with Peter just seems more developed. But we did see their relationship develop for more movies, so that could be a factor because Spider-Man is a part of the MCU. But I really, I really just enjoy Iron Man as his mentor more. Next, we have the best friend of the character. I'm not going to go over this too much, but I really do like uh, Harry Osborn from the Raimi trilogy. I think he was really well done, and I love the development before he became uh, Green Goblin, but then ultimately made a big sacrifice. And then I love Ned Leeds as well, but in The Amazing Spider-Man, he doesn't really have a love interest. Uh, well, sorry, he does have a love interest, but his best friend, I guess, would be Gwen Stacy, who is also his love interest. And then we have Ned Leeds, which I'm going to get back to, which I'll, I'm getting back to. Ned Leeds is really important to the franchise, and I think he's absolutely hilarious. All his dialogue is amazing, and yeah, I think that's really important, and they really seem like they're true friends, and I don't really want Ned to be Hobgoblin because it's going to be sad to see him turn bad. Next, we have Aunt May. Definitely, I way prefer Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. I just feel like her relationship with Peter just seems more genuine and they seem like best friends and they seem like they'd do anything for each other and they seem like family. Whereas in the other two franchises, it just sort of seemed like Peter always just had to watch Aunt May or whatever. But I think I really love Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. As you can see, I really, really love what they're doing with the MCU Spider-Man. Next, we have the love interest. Now, in the Raimi trilogy, I feel like Mary Jane suffers from 2000 superhero love interest damsel in distress syndrome. And honestly, as I really liked her in Spider-Man 2 this time around. Usually, I really, really hate her and I just want to punch a wall. I just want to punch her. But I really liked her in Spider-Man 2 because they tried to uh, change her character and give her sort of a personality. And they tried to do that in Spider-Man 3 as well. So I liked her more this time around. In The Amazing Spider-Man, we have Gwen Stacy, who I also really like as well. I feel like we saw her death coming, though. But I do still really like her. And I think Emma Stone was the perfect choice to embody this smart and powerful woman. Woman. It sounds the same. Whatever. So I think Emma Stone was a great choice to play Gwen. And she was. She seemed really smart. And she just seemed like a really kind person that Peter needed. And ultimately, her death was, was really sad. Then we have, of course, we have the two love interests. from. We have Homecoming and Far From Home. So in Homecoming, the love interest is, of course, Liz tombs i didn't really like her that much but she wasn't really their their relationship wasn't supposed to be developed it was just sort of this is the girl that peter has a crush on 
but that's common. It's a, it's a movie about high schoolers. But then in Far From Home, we got to see his relationship with Mary with not Mary with Mary Jane, but with Michelle Jones, and they sort of changed the character a little bit. And I really like Michelle Jones, and I think Tom Holland and Zendaya have just the right amount of chemistry. I really feel that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone just had too much chemistry. Like, is that possible? Um, but I think definitely I'm going to go with Peter and Michelle because they just the mo- seem the most genuine and the most realistic for a high school relationship. Then we have villains. And I, I think for here it's between Spider-Man 2's Doc Ock and Far From Home's Mysterio. Now, in Far From Home, I thought they were going to develop Peter's relationship with Quentin Beck a little more and then reveal Mysterio in the third movie. But no, they actually kept him as the villain for the second movie, so I was kind of surprised when uh, uh, Peter gave over the Edith glasses. And then I really think that Doc Ock is super interesting as well because it's so cool how Peter looks up to him, but then you can see how things change so quickly, and I love the whole use of the eight arms or whatever. So yeah, I think villains is definitely between Mysterio and Doc Ock. I will never be able to decide. Next, we have the actors and their likability. I think all three Spider-Man actors are really likable. I mean, they're supposed to be likable because they play Spider-Man, and I think they're all super cool, but I feel like Tom Holland is more current, and he is doing more interviews, and he's also part of the MCU. So that could be a factor of why he's the most popular uh, actor. But ultimately, when you look at the way the actors play the characters, it's definitely going to Tom Holland for this one because he really plays the character really well. And when I imagine Peter Parker, I feel like he's the perfect actor to play the character. And just the way he says the lines just feels straight out of the comic pages. So next we have the suits, which is a little thing of mine that I just really care about. And I think the suit from Homecoming is definitely the coolest. The Stark suit from Homecoming, the Stark suit from Homecoming, I think is really cool. And it's nice to tie those two together. And then we have my ranking of every Spider-Man movie. So this is what I'm going to quickly go over each film and what I thought. So I'm going to start with my least favorite. Number seven, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is the worst Spider-Man movie. And I think it suffers because the villains are terrible the Green Goblin in this movie is really bad, and just his lines are so cringeworthy, and I think that's why this movie really suffers, and then Electro is just so plain. Then we have number six, The Amazing Spider-Man as well. I still like this movie. I still love this movie. I just think that, once again, they should have focused on Peter Parker's character a little bit more than Spider-Man himself. Then we have number five, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie ever. I think it's really good. The beginning is a little slow, but then it picks up the pace, and it's ultimately really interesting, and the action's pretty good. But like I said, the tone of the franchise really ma- matches the messages they're trying to convey. Then we have number four, Spider-Man 3. I like that better than the first Spider-Man movie. It's true. I don't think it's that bad. And then I really like the villains in this one. I, I, a lot of people don't like the villains, but I felt like the three villains really had a big impact on how Peter's life is just this never-ending circle, and he's trying to get out of that circle. So I think that was really important to have all these villains and all these different things he has to deal at with the same at the same time. Then we have number three, Spider-Man Two. Love this movie. I think the way this movie is written and the natural lighting use is absolutely phenomenal. 
and the characters are really just the heart of this film and yeah next we have number two okay before I get into this I couldn't decide which one I like more homecoming or far from home this is a big deal for me I gave them both a 9.27 out of 10 stars I really love both of these movies and so they're kind of tied but far from home is number one so homecoming is number two I can never not, I can never watch this movie without laughing. Every time I watch this movie, I always get a laugh out of it. It's just sort of my comfort film, you know? If I ever just need a laugh, I just put on Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think it's an absolutely phenomenal film. It focuses on Peter Parker's character enough, but also focuses on Spider-Man's character and balances the two equally, which is more important than anything. So definitely love this film and then we have far from home i remember seeing far from home in theaters and i absolutely loved it i couldn't have wanted any more from a spider-man film there's the perfect balance of action comedy and romance and honestly i think that's why this film is just so amazing is they just have that perfect balance there's not too much comedy but there's not too much romance but there's also top-notch action so i think that's my favorite thing about this film is the way they balance everything out so that's what I thought after my Spider-Man rewatch. I was able to, you know, compare the three franchises really nicely. I have two old episodes comparing the three Spider-Mans and just specifically the character of Peter Parker in depth if you want to go check out those episodes. But thank you for listening and I will see you next time. Make sure you follow me on Goodreads and Pinterest. The links for all those will be in the description, of course, and I'll see you next time.